Hey listeners, Xavier here. Um, just wanted to quickly flag something at the top of the show. Um, a content warning for death and suicide, which are both discussed briefly in this episode. Uh, it starts at about 14 or 15 minutes into the podcast. Um, we don't discuss it for too long, so I think you could skip past it, but if these are difficult topics for you and you'd feel more comfortable skipping this episode, that's totally, totally fine, and we understand, and obviously there will be plenty more to come. Um, that's all from me. Thank you for listening. I love you. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money Let your excess hex debts rest And then just join us while we start On our bachelor Bachelor Paradise Right? What? Is that the bit that you had prepared? Is that the Welcome! <laughs> Hello! Bullah! <laughs> and everything's going great, don't even worry. <laughs> Welcome to Bachelor of Hearts! It's a, it's a podcast where every member has an equally valid contribution. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name's Xavier Obetsky noonan I'm joined, as always, on the line by my good friend, Max Quinn. Xavi! And also by the co-host with the mo-host, new <laughs> to the show this year, Kelly Don Helmrich. Hello. Hi. I can't believe you said Max before me right as you were looking me in the eye, but that's okay. <laughs> keeping you on your toes. Also, is this to uh, imply that I don't have the mo-host? Mm. Unfortunately, the, the viewers have written in and they said you've got the least. Aww. I don't even really know what that means. I, but okay, well. I think she's. It's that really popular Triple J artist, Alex Leahy. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, she's good. Mm. She went to B grade university just like we did. <laughs> Bachelor of Hearts. <laughs> we all get it. We all know why we're here. It's a podcast where we talk about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and The Bachelor in Paradise and all the other. <laughs> Things <laughs> and we watched it, and they put too much on TV again this week. And they're about to do it again. They are cheeky little whippets. I can't believe it. I think the only explanation is that it's really not rating as well as they wanted it to, and they're just trying to get all these episodes out of the way so that the diehards like us will have something to talk about. <laughs> but they are really putting us through. <laughs> Some strife. Okay, so I actually think it might be the other way around in that nothing... This Like, I hadn't even considered that it might be rating poorly. I thought that it was rating so well that it was beating out all of their other content. Like, they're not in oh. series with anything else at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, MasterChef hasn't happened. True. There's no Biggest Loser. Like, anything else that they usually survivor, like anything that they annually run, and a mm. Wednesday and Thursday time slot, maybe they were losing. So they were like, bugger it. Let's just put it on four nights a week. Other people that I've spoken to who watch Bachelor in Paradise are really excited that there's so many episodes. Okay. So that's been like feedback from other people. I have heard like um, people comparing it in a 
well, people comparing it to Big Brother, how Big mm. Brother used to be on, like every, every single night. day. Um, and you were just constantly checking in. I think with this, it's a little stranger because it's not based on a 24-hour time period every episode. Interesting. Yeah. Um, As of yesterday, uh, it came in second only to the Commonwealth Games uh, on huh. the Australian Whoa. television ratings for the, its time slot. Oh, there you go. I hadn't even thought to check. Yeah, there you go. That's what happened. Well, that's clearly due to the great support that we've been giving them, promoting the TV show every week on our podcast, sometimes more than every week. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to do another one in a couple of days. (laughs) It's fine. We'll get to it. We'll have a great time. Um, Yeah. Um, Not a particularly wet week. (laughs) (laughs) A wet day in Melbourne, though. Are you having a wet day in Sydney? Oh, no. It's hot as fuck here. It's like uh, over 30 degrees. It is Pissing down. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really intense today. Is it cold? How exciting. Yeah, it's freezing. Yeah, it's chilly. It's, yeah. You should come visit. Mm, I'd love Who to. Mm. Well, Max, I saw you in person. I know. It was really Recently. nice to have um, yeah, Bachelor yeah. in Paradise in person this week. I uh, know. Yeah. Lovely to hang out at the pub. Um, what can What can we recap for the listeners during our time together? Um, I don't have a recap of this. You guys will have to take oh, care of it. Oh, uh, I came into your place of work. That's true. You came in. Um, uh, looked and touched everything on your desk. All of my possessions. I'm That's trying true. to think anything particularly interesting you have on your desk. Mm. Nothing. Have a thing. I, I tried to give uh, our friend Georgia a spoon, um, but she did You had a dirty spoon. Yeah. You had a mug full of coins. I did. I had a mug of what coins. What if you so accidentally drink it? Do you drink the money? <laughs> <laughs> Hot That's how scoop. I come up with this rich content, <laughs> baby. Um, and then we went to the pub and we went out to dinner with some nice people. Really I don't nice. know. Yeah, we didn't do a ton that was interesting. Um, what? What did I? What was, was there my a connection? That night? There was. I thought there was a connection. <laughs> there was sparkles. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to keep exploring, you know. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, you want to keep your options open. <laughs> Um, oh, interesting. So, Bachelor in Paradise here. I'm just doing some more reading. Premiered with mm. 750,000 Metro viewers. And uh, last night, it had 700, or the last episode had 736. So, it's been pretty consistent. Wow, okay. Mm, yeah. okay. Yeah. I feel like there was a dip in the middle, but it's getting its viewership back. Mm. Yeah. I like. I think it's because of us. I do think so, too. Like, mm. we've had a particularly good week, I think. <laughs> oh, absolutely. This has been a great week for the Bachelor in Paradise podcast. We talked about it before we got on the air. Thank you so much for anyone who's listening. Really means, like, I was very surprised when Xavier told us how many people are actually subscribed to the podcast this week. It was, like, uh, it felt like a mistake to me in some way. Uh, it, it was. I mean, they've all individually made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> really flattering. If you are listening... Uh, a great thing to do would be to jump on and leave a review. Xavi, uh, last time we asked them to tell the listen uh, uh, to uh, write in the review which Nintendo characters they would fuck, uh, marry, or kill. I don't know if you want to mm-hmm. continue with that. Maybe there's a new mechanic that you can think of. Mm-hmm. I've been describe delighted. your favorite meme. <laughs> yes, I've been I've been delighted by people coming up IRL and telling me which Nintendo characters they want to fuck. It has been. I've received so many. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we even got. I really. Yeah, go. We even had Izzy from the Preachers the other night talk to us about that, Kelly. Yeah, we did. What? Oh, but Max, do you want to check? Do you want to check? Um, do you want to just look down on the floor because I think you dropped something. What happened? Where? We can see name. it from the <laughs> webcam. You actually, yeah, you've dropped it. Maybe oh. it fell like down. <laughs> but also, holy shit, what? Xavier, well, uh, important for Xavier to have context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, is he, um, 
uh, is a friend of mine. Mm. We we chat and she came to the pub to talk and I can't remember who she chose though. Are you kidding? I don't I remember. Can't remember. Yeah, I was me like neither. one one deep. All right, well, we know who our next guest is. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the reviews uh, because all of the other ones on the podcast have nothing to do with me. <laughs> That's true. So I like new reviews. That's why people need to go in and do it because, yeah, yeah all the I other ones validation. are from two years ago and they're like, oh, these boys are fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And by the way, thank you for those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really, really kind. And it also actually definitely helps people find the podcast, people who are going through the like the charts in iTunes and whatever the other apps that you use, uh, it, it makes things so much easier to find, and it's been mm. really humbling and great to find out and have feedback from lots of different people this week. Yeah, Yay. yeah. So we've had a lot of people reaching out to us this week. I also did a little bit of reaching out to other people. Mm. I kind of have a tendency to do this anyway, but I saw on Facebook um, Fox FM who are a juggernaut of broadcasting in Australia. Um, they own like Today FM and Kiss FM and all these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, they shared a meme with Bachelor in Paradise con- contestants, who would you snog, marry, and avoid? And naturally I got kind of upset because obviously that's <laughs> our, that's <laughs> our, our turf. Um, so I called them out for it on Twitter, as you do. <laughs> Upwards of four likes. <laughs> I won't say how much further up than that. But, um, anyway, yeah. So then they said, Snog Marry Avoid has been played for years. We are sorry we offended you with this meme. We should definitely pay more attention to your podcast. True. Which is true. Completely true. I replied by saying, it's okay. I understand. Great minds. Sorry for snapping on uh, snapping <laughs> at you. Oh, my God. Um, also, on behalf of the podcast, I would like to apologize for the part where uh, Kelly said she would kill Fox. She was talking about the hot and fearless assassin from the Star Fox games, not Which you I guys. didn't say. And then I had to double mm. back and clarify. Well, they replied saying, you see, I would never kill Fox. We love Foxes over here. Perhaps we'd pick Mary. And then I'm like, well, I definitely want to know which one they would fuck. <laughs> They're not going to tell me. Their social media person's got someone looking over their shoulder. They probably can't tell me. So I just go, which Nintendo character would you kill? No response. So I go, and then, and then I think about it. I'm like, no, this wasn't Kelly. I go, it just occurred to me that it was actually Max Quinn who said he would kill Fox. I'd like to retract my earlier apology and <laughs> reissue one on Max's behalf. Honestly, he has a ton of radio experience and should know better. But as I'm sure you know, it can be tough to record on the fly. While you were doing this, actually, this happened at the exact same time that Max and I were at the pub. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Did you see this popping up and just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, I was in the bathroom and I looked at my phone and I was like, what? And I went back and sat down next to Kelly. I was like, is Avery starting beef with the Fox Network? <laughs> <laughs> and we just kind of shrugged and then <laughs> kept hanging out with uh, Izzy from the Preachers and Thelma Plum and Jen oh, Fricker. Oh, I'm sorry. And, uh... What is that down on the ground there, Kelly? <laughs> think something's just falling out of your pocket or... <laughs> Um, well, anyway, much like Osher Ginsburg and Weiss before them, Fox FM have left me on red. <laughs> so it's just an ongoing, there's an ongoing Every segment episode. of the podcast from now on. It's our new thing. It's our new bit. Who is ignoring me this week? <laughs> I would love to do a whole new podcast and it's just about us reaching out to famous people about something and being left on red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, in that case, we ought to be ready to begin our recap of Bachelor in Paradise Australia, Season 1, Episode 7.
Well done. Thank you. So American Jared points out Lorena, who just gave him her rose, is frequently missing from group activities. Nina, in an In The Moment interview, calls Lorena the ghost of paradise because she spends quite a bit of time in her room or on her own. This is a running thing in this episode, and I think I disagree with the way that it's being framed by the show. Mm. Um, maybe we should talk about Lorena now. Yeah, because before I found out the context as, uh, as to why she was being a bit distant, which will probably... you probably have some information on there with mm. you but I thought that this was great and it just made me like Lorena even more because it was so true to like how she presents herself as someone who knows what she wants um she's not going to settle for anything other than what she thinks she deserves and a part of that I think is really uh enjoying yourself and and mm. loving yourself to get to those places to know what you want and that's what I just got from that at first I was like well Mm. she's obviously really happy and enjoys her own company and she's unwilling to like go out for go out on a limb for people that she's not really that interested in yeah and she takes care of herself as well which Mm. I think is really important okay I don't know I yeah I uh, don't know the context and that has been the information that I have been operating under all week so maybe I should just talk to that point uh, before I find out what's happened Right. Yeah, it just felt okay. like she was being the whole episode. I was like, she's a mad legend who knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even her decision later in the episode not to go on a date, uh, fine. I was like, okay, cool. This is really good. Yeah. Um, she yeah. knows what she wants. She's not making a connection with these people. She's not fussed if she stays on the TV show or not. Sick. That's really good. I actually didn't realize even that she had left Paradise during the episode. I didn't think they went far enough to make that clear. Um, they, they certainly didn't. didn't. They did not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, uh, as far as I was concerned, I thought that she got the silent, uh, like, the disappear edit uh, in Survivor. Mm. They call it the purple edit because uh, <laughs> she elected to leave the show rather than, uh, like, stay Play around their and, rules. and, like, be a, go on dates for camera time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It made me think that she was much more like authentic than a lot of the other people yeah. on there. I really yeah. appreciated it. Yeah. Sorry, do you want to? You can tell us all about it now. Yeah. Please. Well, um, so I was doing a little bit of reading um, to sort of find out what the what the backstory was here. It's not a happy um, bit of news. Um, as Aja Styles wrote in the City Morning Herald this week, it became clear to Lorena during filming of Bachelor in Paradise that she wasn't in the the right mind frame to be on the show, and she says her sudden departure had nothing to do with Daniel or former flame Blake Coleman. And the full story is actually really heartbreaking. Um, There's a series of events that took place in Lorena's life. It started in uh, 2016 with a partner cheating on her while she was sleeping in the next room, Um, then included the death of her pet and then the death of her father shortly afterwards. And then just a month before shooting on Bachelor in Paradise began, uh, her brother took his own life, um, which is horrible. Um, And Lorena says she initially welcomed the distraction of the show. Like she was excited to, you know, get out of that mindset and, you know, being, quote, surrounded by people and love and laughter. Um, She thought that would be helpful for her healing process, I guess, or, or even just as a distraction. But she was unable to keep it up. Her emotional needs weren't being met. Um, and so we see her having this quite intense, like, panic reaction during this episode. And, mm-hmm. and I do think, like, it explains not only her leaving, but quite a bit of her behavior that she is 
kind of still grieving or still definitely like processing this massive life event. So yeah, it does make us like view that in a very different context. And um, I can understand why they didn't talk about it on the show, but it also makes me very unsympathetic towards the way that they did handle. Yeah, I agree. It made me really sad that they couldn't mention that. They had to edit her to look a bit crazy instead. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really difficult one. It sort of is, I would hope at the very least that they offered her the discretion to, uh, you know, whether she wanted to disclose that this has happened or mm. uh, if you want to edit around it. Um, I would hope that that was her choice. Yeah, yeah it seems too. it seems pretty clear from this episode that the other people on the island weren't aware of it. Yeah. Um, just based on some of the comments they make about her behavior and that sort of thing. Hopefully they weren't aware I mean, of I it. Otherwise, so, yeah. that's really yeah. insensitive. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, it makes, I mean, it makes me like her a lot. Uh, and I already liked her a lot. Just the way that she uh, tried to battle it out and put on a brave face. Um, I have a lot of respect for that, even in this crazy reality TV universe yeah it's also important that there's nothing nothing wrong uh in this case especially with saying no i can't do this anymore yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah even even without like that i think it's important that they always do that yeah yeah i appreciated that even without the context that she was just saying no yeah um i thought that was really important yeah that's my opinion hmm Anyway, back to the recap. Uh, Tara asks Leah, did you make any wise decisions last night? Which I love. Ah. I'm going to say that to myself every day of my life now. Yeah. As I wake up in the morning, did I make any wise decisions last night? Yeah. And she's sort of being a little sly, a little sarcastic. <laughs> like, do you make any unwise decisions? Yeah. Maybe she meant Would wise w- yeah. <laughs> decisions. Uh, could be. <laughs> Never know. He doesn't reply. <laughs> um. Cut to flashback. Leah tells us in in the moment that she had a few shampers and tried to kiss Michael, quote, and it didn't work. Which I don't know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't work is what you say about uh, uh, like a piece of technology, right? Yeah, plug in didn't work. (laughs) Well, we see this very grainy, like night vision, handheld camera footage of Leah and Michael walking towards the camera. And an unmiked Leah says, I give up. I so give up. And that's all the context. Like, we, that's mm-hmm. a brief little glimpse of this relationship at the start of the episode. Um, just very strange. Like, I think they're very desperate to show that Bachelor in Paradise is so unpredictable that, like, we couldn't even get a camera at this moment or, like, we couldn't get a clear shot or whatever. Where a lot of the time I feel like they probably can and mm-hmm. they're just trying to create that feeling by use of, like, you know, night vision, shaky camera, that sort of thing. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Mm, I don't know. It makes it all so much more titillating, I think. Yeah, that, I agree. Because I, uh, at first I was thinking maybe it was just sloppy. I think we had talked about how there's well, there been is... sloppy elements to it. And then it made me think about, um, yeah, just how prepared or, I don't know, maybe this thing, the like paradise moved too quickly and mm. they don't really have a handle on it. But I think that's probably true. Maybe well, they're just trying uh, maybe to create him, that. Yeah, I might be giving him too much credit, but that yeah. is like No, a, yeah, I think you're right. That seems, that's, I didn't think about that. Mm. Um, well, anyway, at this point, Alora arrives. <laughs> These are two very disjointed episodes, I think. They're sort of all over the shop. And I think our uh, the recap will kind of reflect that. <laughs> um, 
but just like some weird editing choices and stuff like that. But yeah, anyway, uh, someone needs to freshen up paradise and there's a new person in town. It's Alora. We remember Alora. She's 28. She's from Maddie J's season of The Bachelor. Uh, she entered the show doing fire twirling. She became known as the Tahitian goddess. We all remember. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, she greets the group and draws a lot of attention from the boys as well as Megan. Um, and Elora wants to get to know Jake, uh, because of his squinty eyes. She does a little impression <laughs> of his smoldering glare. Uh, That's like my least favorite thing about him. And there's so there's many so other many things I hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she starts making her way around. She grabs Luke for a chat who points out he's still interested in Lisa um, then she grabs Jake and we hear voiceover from Megan who says, I was hoping a little bit that it'd be me. Um, so Jake brings up that he and Megan have quite a strong connection at the moment. And Alora then grabs Megan. And this is like a bit of a troubling part of this episode. I think we've, we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, by representation on the show and how we're excited that Megan's there and stuff like that. But also it seems so... Uh, dangerous, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Well, they edited that part in the ads to make it look like Alora was going to ask Megan out on a date. That's true. Yeah. And I, when it happened and she didn't, sorry to spoil your recap mm. early, mm. but I was heartbroken. I was livid. I was like, yeah. my, I, I was bright, I was Jared How Red. How dare they? Well, seriously, like... um. Yeah, so we, so we like Alora grabs Megan. We hear uh, Kira ask, "Do you take girls on dates?" To which Alora replies, "Maybe." Um, and we see shots of a number of the men's reactions to this. Um, Jared can't hide his boyish glee. Uh, he's like, oh, "I hope that's what I think it is." <sighs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, and Jake, uh, who is I guess invested in this decision, he assumes this like mob boss sort of pose where he's like, hmm, interesting. He's like doing the finger steeple thing uh, before we cut to commercial. And like, yeah, the implication is definitely, um, and it has been set up this way. They're dangling this above our heads. They're making it seem like there will be, uh, you know, an exploration of this like sexuality and it just doesn't happen. And it's a bummer. Well, more than that, the implication is that it's weird, right? Like, the the way that they are portraying uh, the, the boys' reactions in particular is yeah. sort of like um, they're titillated and mm-hmm. what they're trying to do, especially in the advertising, is peak that from the audience as well to be like, oh, this is a bit taboo. Um, yeah. Which, realistically, uh, you know, it's not. There are all people... It's not are, a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it's exactly that. Um, and so I kind of was a little bit disappointed in the way that uh, that was edited because as awesome as it is that there is a person, uh, a queer person on the show, uh, she is not to be used, or at least they really should not be used as a gimmick. Mm. Yeah. I I got, like, pretty grossed out when they were, you know, implying that the men found it kind of like sexually exciting as well like Mm. that sort of Mm. because like imagine if they had edited that to have like a little montage of like someone getting really excited at the thought of like watching two like another couple be together like oh how sexy oh even nina (laughs) like like, they don't do that and if they're not gonna do that for that don't do it for two women yeah Uh, 
Yeah. So yeah, it's re- it's revealed that Laura was actually just asking Megan if it was okay for her to take Jake on the date after the commercial break. Obviously, yeah, she seems dejected, but she says it's fine. But the conversation's over super quickly, which is like I think an editing mistake. Mm. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't know to what extent Megan was led on in this situation. Like I don't know if she genuinely thought she was about to be asked out or not, but. They definitely held it over like the the viewers' heads, mm. yeah, to try and get some stakes out of it, and and it's trashy. I don't like it. I loved that tweet. I can't remember who did it, but I retweeted it about being queer baited by Channel Ten. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, because they've used it in like promotional material and stuff like that, which I think is super gross. And they're if they're capitalizing on that, yeah, gross, yuck. Yeah, it's also worth considering uh, considering Alora's position in this as well. We don't know how she identifies. We don't know if they're outing her in the way that they're portraying her. Um, mm. That's true. We don't and they didn't even not. think to, like, talk about that. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's yuck. There's still this lingering question of everyone else's sexuality, which hasn't been declared. <laughs> There's, like, this <laughs> implicit, like, heterosexuality... Which, like, I guess you would assume just being part of the Bachelor franchise, but then, like, Megan proves that that's not the case. Yeah. So, like, let's have an open and frank conversation about it, if everyone's comfortable with it. Like, I would love that. Yeah. The reason oh, I laugh is because fine. of how unrealistic, like, oh, it yeah. is that Channel 10 are going to do that. <laughs> Can you imagine if we were somehow putting the show together? <laughs> we're just sitting in a circle. Like, <laughs> we are going to have a frank and realistic <laughs> conversation about sexuality. Yes, Jake, for example, go. does Mega Man count as a Nintendo character? <laughs> He's got a cute little suit. <laughs> I um, wish that, like, my dream couple for Paradise would be Eden and Apollo because I think they're both mm. so genuine and nice and such good communicators. Mm. Mm. And I can't think of any, like, I love Eden for how open and honest he is and I love Apollo for that too and I can't find an equivalent for them out of the females right now, apart mm. from Tara, who's yeah. already with Sam. Well, maybe Flo, but she's gone. She's now. gone. How do you feel about really Laura? I don't. I don't know if she's opened up that much. She's yeah. I've no, she's. I feel like she has been given this character of mysterious, and she really plays on that. And mm. I feel like that does her a disservice because she can't really be herself. She is more and than it mysterious. Also, you're right. Yeah. So it's like she's she got painted with that like exotic. Yeah mysterious woman mm. and like i think with that um really damaging uh i don't know what would you call that damaging trope she's become mm. exoticized know. yeah she's yeah. become exoticized but also like that's not that doesn't tell us anything about who she is as a person i don't know what Alora likes really yeah. i don't know anything other than that she's not from australia yeah honestly and that she's hot yeah, it's the um, hot and foreign thing. I think we yeah. talked about a bit with Flo as well. Yeah, mm. and I would love to know more about her, but from what I've seen, I don't really, be, I don't connect with her at all. I feel oh, like and Elena had that. Whole, yeah, yeah. She mm. got a bit intense for me in Maddie J's season, and it looks like I mean the ads imply that she's about to get quite intense. Like she really focuses her attention on on a man, and then mm. kind of like doesn't. Um, you know when the, you put those things on a racehorse Blinders? on either side? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that. And, yeah. I, and I got the vibe from Maddie J season that she had her sights set on Maddie J, so then she didn't really um, have any female friendships or anything like that mm. on her season. Mm. And then I hope it doesn't happen again. I would love to learn more about her. Yeah. That's my take. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I don't know if we will. <sighs> we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> we, we watch Alora take Jake away again. 
Um, she essentially gives him the chance to back out, saying, if you feel like you have enough with Megan that you want to pursue with her 100%, please let me know so I can go on with my journey, which is good. People <laughs> should say that every time, I think. Um, Jake lets her know, like, I'd love to go on a date. I think it'd be fun. But yeah, I think it, like I am, like it is pretty strong at the moment with me. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so Jake, he turns down the date and then five seconds later, he goes over and tells Megan that he turned down the date. He's like, give me those brownie points. Yeah. Um, but she's, you know, she's impressed. She, um, she says, that's a bit cute. And Lorena, who is just walking past says, you're hot, babe. That's so hot. Yeah. I I love that. Well, that's what I was. I'm. I was upset that it was Jake who did it because I really don't like Jake. But I was waiting for someone to say no to a date because they had been linked to someone else because that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um. And I was really scared that it wasn't going to happen because it is drama that I want. Yeah. I want like someone to not be fully open to like every. I, I want that love story. I say it every mm. week. I. Know, like, <laughs> but I hate that it's Jake. Yeah. It's well, rough that it is, yeah. We didn't have to sit through a Jake date, though, which is true. Mm. Yes. And it is like, it does uh, sort of tie a bow around his narrative where after everything that happened with Florence and he had hit out on social media being like, just you wait and you see how good a guy I am. Do you think that's it? I do. Is that the thing that... He- <laughs> I think that's the thing that he's proud of. Oh. Isn't that funny that his redemption arc started like halfway through Paradise? Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone else comes on this so that they can have a new image in their in the public's minds or whatever. He's like, well, at some point I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alora and Michael have a chat and they seem to make some surface level connections. Uh, Michael's sister lives l- lives in Portland, Oregon, and Alora has previously lived in the US. So, you know, sparks flying. Um, <laughs> they decide they would like to get to know each other better, and Alora invites him on the date. Um, Leah, who gave Michael her rose at the last ceremony, gets a bit upset and makes a few mean comments about Alora in In the Moment. She's been doing this a fair bit. Yeah, it was with Ali and Grant and like, mm. you know, attacking Ali and then with Alora now. It made me so mad. Yeah. Um, you can kind of, you can kind of understand Leah's perspective just given that she's been rejected by Davey and Mac and Grant and now Michael. Although... From a viewer perspective, there's been so little to convince us of the Michael-Leah partnership. Like, literally, mm. the only time it's come up was in that shaky cam footage that we talked about earlier. This at episode. the start, was she into Michael, too? I don't think so. Michael was with Tara at the start. I felt like there was... Oh. Maybe, was she looking forward to seeing Michael? I feel I like guess that maybe. was... Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a problem that comes up again in this episode where... This episode, we focus on some characters that we haven't spent that much time with previously. So there just hasn't... We haven't got built up expectations. We haven't built up relationship with these characters. So dramatic tension-wise, there's just not that much to grab onto us. Mm. That's true. I also think that uh, it highlights a lack of success in casting men in the last few seasons. Like, if Leah... If the most that she is looking forward to is Michael D. Turnbull, (laughs) do you know? Like, um, and the fact that we are now also just starting to get to know these people with like uh luke for example who suddenly Mm. is talking in this episode uh suggests to me that the reason that we brought these american men in 
not only is there not as big of a pool to draw from because there were five seasons of The Bachelor and only three of The Australian Bachelorette, yeah. but those seasons uh, were quite poorly cast. You know, There weren't a lot of really... I don't recall thinking last season like, oh, so many good dudes on this season. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good explainer also of why there are American men brought in. Really yeah. personable ones as well, like really talkative, really like dramatic, mm-hmm. like big person apart from American Jared, yeah, who is Michael essentially. But, yeah, it's true. <laughs> They're about the same. But Grant and Daniel have yeah. both been like yeah. very uh, happy to play games and mm-hmm. you know be on the show. Through. Yeah, yeah. Well, we cut to this date with Michael and Alora. Uh, Michael has a monologue up top where he talks about how Elora, quote, tells it like it is and, quote, isn't afraid to say it to your face, concluding with, quote, I find that, you know, super attractive in a female. I hate this thing. He does this so much where he's like, oh, she's a top bird. I love females like her. Like, don't mm. talk like this. What decade is it? <laughs> um, but on this date, we watch them do some glass blowing. Um which I think this date exists only so that they can play like sexy saxophone music and zoom in on all the like phallic objects that they're making and they say blowing a lot. Like it really is like over the top innuendo. They're really, um, I guess, struggling with steaminess on this season. So they've had to introduce some both in this date and in the date, date, and in the date that we see Jared go on uh, a little bit later <gasps> boy was it the Lorena and Blake date as well where they were rubbing each shirtless yeah, rubbing each other down shirtless yeah. rubbing you're right yeah it's funny how some of them are like that but other ones are just like we're gonna listen to some local musicians and make a cocktail together yeah like, I think I think maybe that's because they like I'm going back to the music they used for Sam and Tara's date making it seem much you know more romantic than it was maybe they don't want to instantly like sexualize that because they're going to turn that into a big love story yeah so they want to like build on it being like a really stable connection rather than a sexual one yeah I think that might be right um well we cut back to the main group jumping all over the place uh, we have another new arrival at this point. It is Simone. She's 26. She's also from Addie J's season. Uh, she made it through 11 episodes on that season without being taken on a single date. So she's hoping for a bit more luck this time. Um, Jared's eyes light up when she enters. Do you think that Jared uh, might have a type? I don't know. What do you think? What is it that we that, that we could spot that might be in common between, let's say, her, Kira, Sophie, Mark, who else? Allie. Allie. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think what links them all to. They're all on the TV. They're <laughs> all on The Bachelor. That's it. Yeah. 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 Kira asks what Jared thinks of her, and he says, "Reminds me of my ex-girlfriend." <laughs> which which one do we think he's yes, talking about? Right. I was of thinking all the that names too. we just listed. <laughs> Because he would consider each one of those an ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Definitely, sure. he would. If yeah. he considered himself to be in a love triangle. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly. It's funny how he writes his own narrative. <laughs> um, Simone gets a lot of villain music as everybody sizes her up. And I think it's not as disgusting as it has been. But like Tara says, she's tall. She's got these big boobs, blonde hair, tanned skin. But she's only saying it within the prism of, like, I think Jared's going to be pretty excited, which I think is the next thing she says. (laughs) Everyone's ribbing him a little bit. Um, More so than, like, the sort of body, the complicated body politics stuff that's also going on here. 
Um, but yeah, there's a whole bunch more disapproving Kira, um, despite the fact that she gave Jared the go-ahead to explore other options. Uh, this is... <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> that whole thing. <coughs> it's a hot mess. Yes. Um, Jared and Simone have a chat where Simone asks what his situation it is, uh, and Jared stumbles through a half-hearted explanation of where things are with him and Kira. He even says, I don't understand it that well. <laughs> Just like, no one does. You are not prepared for this situation, Jared. <laughs> Um, Simone in In the Moment says Jared and Kira just seem like an absolute mess um, Oh, good promotion for the Heartaches album um, <laughs> <laughs> However, they start getting along a bit better pretty soon They have a conversation about the difference between a winery and a vineyard Which I think maybe we have done on this podcast I'm sure we really? have yeah. <laughs> I, think we I have, don't know yeah. the dif- difference uh, Well, I guess there isn't one I think that's kind of what they land on Is there a difference? I don't think so Okay yeah. Where do you stand on grapes? <laughs> Um, Well, anyway, Simone loves this (laughs) She starts cracking up She's like snorting Simone loves everything And I love Simone's personality She's so like vibrant And just so like happy to be there And I think this franchise does everything they can To like knock her down a peg Why do they keep messing with her? Absolutely Do you remember in the uh, previous season Where they had the skydiving date And poor Simone was so... So scared of heights. Yeah. I had forgot to do about it. this. Yeah. Yes. It was like over and over on that season. We talked about on our last episode the like group date where she got presented with a bunch of artifacts from her childhood that she that didn't recognize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is their problem yeah, with her? I don't know. Is it because she's too easygoing and happy? So they just want to see if they can get some tears Tester, out of her or maybe. something? Like, mm. I, get, I don't know. There's drama in having a happy person crumble. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but it's like, how could you? Or maybe just because they can and she keeps bouncing back. Yeah, there. well, I mean, that's the thing. She came on Paradise I know. Like, after that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, back on Michael and Alora's date, they sit at a picnic table drinking from glasses, which really resemble the ones that they were making earlier that day on the glass blowing date. Mm-hmm. So good job to production designer, because I guarantee they're not the actual <laughs> glasses that they blew. Um, they have a very surface level chat about Alora's thirst for adventure and easygoing personality. I think that's exactly as much detail as they actually tell the viewers. In that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut away back to the island, um, where Tara, Kira and Lorena are choreographing a <laughs> beautiful, just wonderful. This is probably the highlight, right? This has it's been on Instagram and stuff like that. There's a little song and dance number, um, what do you do with an axe? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah. They're all enjoying their shared fandom of our wonderful podcast. Uh, Kelly, I like that your impression of our theme song sounds like it could be from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about earlier this morning, you know how they're in like in America they've got like New York style pizza and then they've also got like Chicago style pizza. Mm. Is that like in the style of the musical Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking about this this morning. I don't know why it came up. I, was I like, saw a meme that had actually like yesterday. I saw a meme that had like all the different types of pizza, and then and went off on like a weird tangent. Is this your meme of the week? This is my meme of the week. <laughs> no, I just I was yeah. Don't worry. Maybe meme you of saw the that moment. Too. That was meme the name of, the of that moment. segment. Yeah. M O M, mum. This is my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. While we're here, anyone else got a mom? <laughs> mm, I think that. Um, a quite popular current mom is uh, Which Are You? Which I think probably oh my what gosh. the pizza one was, right? Yeah. That's not... 
current. That's an old. It was that, but it was like that's not a new one. It's re-emerging. I yeah. think. Is it? Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, I like the Zuckerberg burb. Oh yeah, yeah. They're good too. That's quite quite popular. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like fresh. Oh, and really then what fresh. about Man Bites Dog? What? I don't know if that's popped up for me. Oh, there's the Western Bulldogs football player. Um, and oh, that's why I don't care. That's okay, so like this guy got bitten by a, a fellow from another football team, and all of the sports memes are about how this man has bitten a dog, as in a player who plays for the Western Bulldogs. Oh, I haven't mm. seen that. Mm. I was just trying to figure out what my mum is. Oh, uh, on Twitter, when there's a picture, and then up above it, a lot of sparkles. Oh, oh that yeah, is I like nice. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe we can do one with Osha with palm trees. It's really good. I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be a <laughs> You're going to do it right now? Yeah. Of course. What else am I doing? I'll just clear my throat <laughs> for 10 minutes or something. No, I'm doing nothing else. All right. <laughs> well, they use this little song and dance number to segue into some more bashing of Lorena's self-care routine at this point, which is seems really weird to me because like, she's doesn't make a lot of sense. Like She's clearly put quite a bit of effort into this musical number. But, like, yeah, they're talking about how she's, like, not paying attention to the men. She's being, like, wishy-washy or whatever. It's like some fucking Tara's there, too. Like, And also the men suck. Yeah. Yeah. They should just do a musical episode, right? Bachelor in Paradise, like Buffy the musical. Did. Like, yeah. <gasps> how fucking good wow. would that be? Wow. Well, Apollo's coming in. <gasps> I found out that Eden is, like, a DJ or something. Eden's a DJ. So Eden's a DJ. Apollo- Apollo's got a music career. <laughs> Eden's a DJ. Uh, Apollo's Sam. a dance floor. <laughs> Sam um, Oh Sam knows heaps About the music he industry does. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who else do you need I bet Osha can sing He hosted Idol For a really long time He probably knows A thing yeah. or two Yeah um, Elora and Michael Return from their date Michael says Elora is a Top bird mm. Um, mm. But he doesn't see A real connection with her um, and Leah has decided she doesn't care about Michael after all because she's struck up a new connection with American Jarrett, which we also don't see very much of. <laughs> Who's essentially just the same as Michael. Really. He's very similar. Yeah. Uh, the thing though is that's really interesting is that in American Paradise, American Jarrett's hot property. Really? really? Yes. Yeah, so I've watched him on one season, but I don't really remember this. Well, there was all these arcs about how off the show, him and another girl had maybe gotten together. Um, he's like very, very hot hot commodity in US paradise. Um, Grant decides to get involved with the Jared Kira dynamic. In In the Moment, he says the situation is frustrating because she keeps reeling him in and then throwing him back out. Uh, he calls her wishy-washy and says this: the relationship is one-sided and she's using him. Now, I think somebody has obviously told Grant to say these things. Um, it's hard for me to believe it's actually, quote, hard for him to sit there and watch as the wool is pulled over Jared's eyes. I don't think I would give a shit if I was him. <laughs> I think Grant is there to play ball, to demonstrate a willingness to cooperate with Bachelor producers uh, and... Yeah, this this stuff feels very producer-led. Did you guys get this impression at all? I also, maybe just because, I don't know, maybe Grant has been on Paradise Mm -hmm. so much that he can see when people aren't being honest or they are trying to play some sort of game as well. Maybe Mm. it's that. I don't know. Yeah, I think there could definitely be an element of that too, yeah. I kind of got that vibe. I thought that Grant was... uh being very good at being on Paradise when he was doing this. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's either producers are telling him to do it in this moment, or he's just been told to do what to do by producers for so long that he knows that it's worth his while to insert himself into a lot of these situations and stuff. Yeah, uh, and frankly, the show needs it at this point too. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and it works on Jared. Um, he says, that pisses me off. Uh, and I'm glad you told me and that sort of thing. And they share, they share this broy little fist bump. Because Jared, sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like Jared is just desperate for like validation from other men as well. I, I think feel so like too. he was so ostracized in his season and he never got any like big male friendships that he really like seeks that and, mm. and really appreciates, appreciates that when it happens. Do you think Grant knows about the pot plant? Do you think that Jared oh. will buy Grant a pot plant? <gasps> oh my oh. god! Imagine if I would so watch him get like friend obsessed with Grant. He definitely. What if? Yeah. What if Grant gives Jared a rose the same week? Well, I don't know. Yeah. It's Do you think that it would be gross though, and that they would call it a bros? Uh, I definitely think that would happen. Mm. Brose. Hmm. Mm. How's your tweet going over there? Um. You haven't even started on it. I, I I was okay. I'm just I'm playing with some different ideas. So if you could just chill out. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Jared and Kira have a bad chat. Uh, Jared avoids <laughs> the confrontation. Um, he says, uh, "I'll tell." Uh, he says he'll tell Kira what's going on. Quote: "When I'm ready to talk about it," which is not good. It makes things worse. He eventually gives up the fact that Grant is somehow involved. And Kira decides to try and talk to Grant instead. And this is where stuff starts really popping off. Mm. Grant quite flippantly tells her, I think that you think he's a safe bet and you feel like he's Mr. Right, but you might be in between Mr. Right and Mr. Right now. And it's like, sure. I, but it's, I just know like some producer is like, Grant will be willing to say this. Mm -hmm. It's not going to reflect that badly on him. And Kira will be very willing to react to it. Um, because that plays into her persona on the show. Uh, I don't know. I found this a little bit tedious just because it kind of felt quite inevitable. I was into it. I thought it was good that Grant said this. Um, and I thought that, like, I was very happy that he was straightforward about it. It didn't feel like he was trying to cause drama as much mm. as he was trying to address the situation at hand. Whether or not someone put him up to it is a different thing, but I think that mm. the execution was very good. Okay. Um, Tara asks, is Kira upset because she's been caught out or does she genuinely like Jared? And there's all this dramatic music that plays as we watch Kira sucking down her cocktail. There are a lot of, like, <laughs> increasingly <laughs> zoomed-in shots of her, like, desperately gulping at her daiquiri. The mango daiquiri. Yeah, which I want to say, that's a pretty iconic... Like, that, if I were to pair Kira with a drink, like, mm. it, it fits. Um, we're shown what I think may be one side of a heated conversation, because it doesn't... I can't understand Kira's behavior otherwise. She sort of shouts... There's cracks showing when it comes to Grant. We see your intentions. They're becoming very clear, Grant. You do not fuck with me. And it's like, she's just yelling this into the void? Mm. I think that she thinks, and maybe it's true, that Grant is trying to get back at her for the way that she treated uh, Canadian Daniel, who is Grant's Mm. bro. Well, did you watch the story that I told you to watch, Max? The what, sorry? Her Instagram story. No, no, I didn't. I went home. I and sent it to it. the 
I sent it to the group thread. Oh, no. Okay. so I watched her- it. Not to say I'm the best host <laughs> or anything, but... Um, so, on her Instagram story, uh, there's like a three-part sort of series, and she is explaining how she just watched the episode, and she's really upset about the edit that she received um, that made her look like she was mad at nothing and just yelling into the void mm. because Grant had said some really unkind things. The camera, uh, the cameras weren't there and the microphones weren't there, but he... Or um, they just cut it. Or they cut it out um, that he was being uh, yelling at her and accusing her of sending his friend home um, and she only did it, you know, to play her own sort of games and she was really upset. Um, and th- that's the first time I've ever seen someone do that. Clarify. Yeah, it's not that yeah. often. That, mm. Yeah, it's it's which and often like you hear the contestants come out and be like, "I was happy with the edit and stuff yeah. like that," but it really doesn't portray Kira very well. And no. I think she's entitled to this. Like, and it also didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like I kind of that explained it a bit more. F- to me because like you said she was just yelling out into the void it didn't uh, it was like Mm. why is she so angry (laughs) what's going on yeah yeah the edit Um, was like look at this crazy woman yeah (laughs) yeah and then we get this from jared's in the moment interview um she's trying to get all feisty but at the same time she's so cute and adorable when she is Mm, 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 i i think i think this is kira realizing slowly that she kind of likes me but she didn't want to own up to it I find that really endearing in a way. And yeah, she's really cute when she storms off and has her little tanties. This is so gross. It's gross because it, like, he doesn't recognize how she's feeling. He's not, you know, empathizing. He's not trying to, like, connect with her. Mm. He's not. I don't know, he's, like, he's not validating s- her. He's still, she's like, objectifying her, but then exactly. also, also, like, treating her like she's an infant, like, having a tanty, like, yeah, chucking she's a not wobbly. Ta- he's not taking her seriously. And he's he doesn't not taking, care about what she's upset no, about. Like, he's not taking her emotions seriously, and also, if that's the way he feels, like, then he deserves anything that he cops in the future, I feel. Hmm. Yeah, like, not only is it that he is uh, infantilizing her and... Uh, that this is really gross. It's also wrong. He's wrong about what he's saying. What you saying? She's not cute when she's having. That's a what I'm trying to say right now. Yeah, it's it not is cute not anyway. cute. It's not that cute. It's not cute. It's you know. But she's also not if, reaching out to him in any way. This is not a cry for his attention. No, not at all. This has got very little to do with him at this. And point, he's I like, think. here's the way that this reflects on my agenda. You know, like yeah. he's like, she's crying. Must have something to do with me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well. Um. Well, then we focus on Lorena, who is hanging by the pool wearing eye masks and she's in her pajamas, before Megan rushes in with a date card which is addressed to Lorena. Um, as usual in Paradise, she's given 10 minutes to get ready and pick someone to bring with her. And immediately she says she doesn't want to go. She says she's ready for bed. Um, and Sam pipes in saying, he's he's so patronizing. He says, it's a dating show, not a sleeping show. I think like Sam's just trying to make Tara laugh. Yeah. I guess, but he does it, but he does it in, in the moments as well. Um, yeah. So not just talking to Tara, true. but also just straight to camera. He says, Laura seems much more interested in her eye masks and her vibrators Sorry, that she puts her on name? her face. Uh, was it? Uh, did I? I can't believe I keep the doing this. We've been doing this show for a while. The vibrators that she puts on her face. What? What is her name again? 
who can say? Let's continue. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, I think he's looking for a cheap joke here, and I hope that he doesn't know what's actually going on in, in Lorena's life at this point, because it's hugely intense. It's bad enough without that knowledge. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. This starts as kind of a fun scene. She's just being refreshingly frank about things. Like, I still have to have a shower. I can't go on a date in 10 minutes. She's like, can I talk to someone on production about this? I'm laughing along with her at this point. I'm like, okay. this is fun. I like the format breaking here. Um, but she pretty soon starts getting distressed. Um, she takes a producer into one of the huts to get some support. Um, and meanwhile, we keep watching as Sam mocks her in front of the others saying, quote, she's like 300 years old. She's hatching witch, he- witch eggs in oh the corner God. of her room. Gross. She's not really concerned about sleep. Demons don't sleep. <laughs> Which like, Jesus, like, what did she do to you? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's not interested in him, so he doesn't have any... Well, yeah. I think yeah. there's also the fact that Sam knows how Lorena was betrayed on uh, her first time around and is playing into what he thinks will be a favourable edit. Yeah. Right. I bet that's true. I bet he's just saying stuff that he thinks will get broadcast, and guess what it did? Yeah. Well, then we see Lorena crying as she explains to the producer that she doesn't like anyone on the island... She wasn't prepared for this high-pressure situation being sprung on her. Um, in her, in the moment... This is, like, distressing. In her, in the moment, she's like, it's a pretty uncomfortable position you've put me in. And then there's this extremely choppy audio, which seems to come from a lot of different places, where she says, be a bit more considerate. And then she turns away from the camera and walks out of frame as we hear audio of her saying, this is not cool. And then in a very different tone of voice, I'm going to leave. And that's the end of the episode. She disappears. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. At the start of the next one, we get a tiny bit of, like, recap. But they swept her under the rug. Yeah. I really think they did her a huge disservice. I agree. Uh, Yeah. It's it's now knowing the context, it's really bad. And Mm. I think that, like, the, the way that they did that. The only excuse is that they would have had no footage or nothing usable to work with to explain the situation. But at that point, you bring in an Osha. You bring in, you know, some figure of authority and you explain to the cast, like, something serious has happened instead of just pretending it never happened, which is essentially what happens. Yeah. When, uh, if to use Survivor as a parallel, when a contestant goes through something, when uh, they decide to leave the island... Jeff Probst is always brought in. Jeff talks to the person. Jeff then talks to the rest of the castaways about why that person's leaving. And then you see them going away on a boat. It's never like Poochie went back to his home planet. Yeah. And even on why American... Why do you just marry Survivor, Max? <laughs> <laughs> even on American Bachelor um, earlier this year on Ari's season... There was a contestant who I think had a grandparent pass away or something. They had to leave the show for a week or two to go to a funeral, to be with their family, that kind of thing. But they explain it all, like in good detail to the rest of the cast. So they know what's going on. And also, so the viewer isn't left thinking. Like I was browsing through tweets while um, the next episode was on TV. People being like, where is Lorena in this episode? I missed the first 25 seconds of the episode. Now I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Is she hiding? Like, Yeah. She deserved better. Max, <laughs> we're in between episodes. Are you doing well? Uh, yeah, I'm great. Things are going... Do you need to pee? That was really what I was asking. 
Do I need to do pee? Do you oh, need to pee? No, I don't need to pee. Do I need wow. to pee? Wow. No, no, I don't. <laughs> but you drank so much cappy mineral water. I love now cappy mineral water. Added magnesium. <laughs> I feel better for it. Last night I had a bath. <gasps> I know. Did you have a bath bomb? No, I don't own those. Um, salts? Salts. No, I've never been on bath salts either. Oh, I can't lay down because I'm all trapped. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I don't know. Did you hit your head? No, I, my, yeah. my, mic, my um, oh, microphone you... leads and my headphone leads don't stretch, oh. so I lay down and it's uncomfortable. really need to get a wireless <laughs> set up for the new millennium. Don't edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You good? Yep. Let's dive into our recap of... Oh, can I say it? Please, I was about to ask you. Is it here? Uh-huh. Bachelor in Paradise, Australia, Season 1, Episode 8. Perfect. That was great. That <laughs> was very you. good. Um, so, yeah, we start with this tiny, tiny little bit of scripted stuff that feels very fake to cover up Lorena leaving. They literally give her, like, two sentences of lip service. Lisa says... Lorena, no goodbyes. No one said goodbye to her or anything. She's just gone. And two and a half minutes into the episode, we've forgotten she ever existed. But here in the studio, we're joined by... The <laughs> <laughs> dog came in. We've got a dog in the room. Hello, do you want to come sit up? Hello. Come on. Up, up. Do you reckon he'll talk on mic? No, he's the quiet dog. Yeah, if, right. it was, if, if it was, it was James, the other dog. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go... I don't know, maybe he wants to go outside. Do you want to go outside? We've got a dog. <laughs> This is great. <laughs> All right. Uh, we can pretend that he's Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I'm looking at the dog, it means I'm asking Max a question. Can right? I? Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Kira pulls Jared away. Uh, we're treated to a replay of some of Grant's thoughts on their relationship from the last episode before we get a montage of in-the-moment interviews where seemingly every contestant is being asked, how many times do you think Jared and Kira have broken up? They uh, have a fairly messy squabble. Jared feels like Kira disrespected him and led him on when she, quote, played around with Daniel, but he deflects the comparison that she makes with his time with Ali. The only this difference kinda... is that Ali was not interested in Jared whatsoever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> doesn't really hold water. Um, there's also some fairly unhelpful narration from Eden, who says in his In The Moment interview, they're both the exact same amount of crazy, and crazy attracts crazy. If that works for them, I wish them the best of luck. This is not, this is not what we need from Eden. This is sort of spelling the beginning of the end. <laughs> Sorry, the dog's gone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Arrow's just like walking around in circles. He did one circle <laughs> in the room. He hasn't gone crazy. <laughs> He hasn't said a word. <laughs> um, what was the question? <laughs> Is this what we're needing from Eden? Mm. Ooh. Eden's bad. He's not. He's not he bad. He starts to get bad. No, he's not bad. He, does, not... He, he has moments where what he says isn't okay. Crazy attracts he... crazy is not a great thing to say. No. However, no. in the grand scheme of things that people have said on this show, it's fine. Yes. You're right. He didn't call himself Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, at the end of the chat between Jared and Kira, it seems pretty clear that they've decided to just be friends. Jared says, Kira and I are definitely over. My whole attitude has changed. I'm a free agent. They share a high five and he talks about how he's new Jared. 
Remember when he came onto this season and was new Jared? Uh, yeah. He's a new Jared all he's, the time. Now he's like N N U with an umlaut. <laughs> Jared. <laughs> he's got like a rap rock sort of. <laughs> I think he's um, the Fred worst. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of any other <laughs> new metal celebs. Mm, uh, uh, look, if he gets any redder, he might rise up into the air because of all the heat, and then he would become a blimp biscuit. Nah. <laughs> nah. Can't do that. Tara shows up to present a date card, and it turns out to be for Simone. It's her first batchy date ever. Finally. Or at least her first single date. Um, looking around the group, she sees only one person who she spent any time with, and it's Jared. So, with some level of trepida- trepidation, she picks him right under Kira's nose. She doesn't pick Kira's nose. <laughs> ah, yeah, Alright, let's continue. Oh, You've gotten away fun. with it. In in the moment, Jared says, Jared happy, Kira not so happy, so Jared winning right now. What the Has, hell? Have we all given up? <laughs> <laughs> like, use a preposition for my sake. <laughs> Kira Mac, does Mac's some... laughing. Mac is laughing? Oh, no. <laughs> no, Mac is uh, staring possessively at a blonde woman and objectifying yes. her with yeah. very intense eyes. No, that's Jared. That's yeah, what Jared is. You're also doing that, Jared, yeah. <laughs> Kira does some villainous narration here saying, quote, Mark my words, Jared and Simone will not be a couple. This is the height of dramatic irony. It is at this point that I think that we know that Jared and Simone very much will be a couple. I think they might be, yeah. Yeah. I got that vibe too. Um, Yeah, speaking of them not being a couple, cut to the couple on a date. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jared and Simone meet with an instructor who tells them they will be doing a, quote, stand-up paddleboard lesson. Uh, They're doing surfboard yoga. Board? Beyonce song? Surf. Right on my surfboard. (laughs) It's a meme of the moment (laughs) from two years ago. Um, Jared and Simone... Um, Jared, no, I made it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it in. Keep it in the podcast. Jared and Simone look a little nervous. They've never done stand-up paddleboarding before. Simone studied improv paddleboarding and Jared (laughs) went to clown college. (laughs) Um, But they're going to give it their best shot. Speaking of best shot, this date is full of the worst shots oh, yeah. uh, of shirtless Jared getting into a bunch of weird positions. Um, he carries Simone out to the water on his back, kind of like Daniel wanted to do for Nina last week. Um, but as they get to the boards, Simone drops from his back and lands in the water with a splash. In the, in the moment, Simone says, the bloody idiot just drops me like I'm a fat whale. <laughs> it sounds like Shrek. I was practicing earlier and it just sounds like Shrek. But anyway, I, <laughs> I replayed the footage um, of the drop <laughs> incident a few times and she definitely let go of him. It was not his fault. Like, she's got her arms wrapped around him, and she just straight up lets go of him. Mm. So she becomes disarticulated from his back and ends up in the water. Yeah, but I don't know if this whole date was set up so that she could do th- pull this trick or, like, <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't All know. I know 
is that I'm sick of getting the photos of weird shirtless <laughs> in in weird positions. I have been sending some of them through the group chat. <laughs> Just making sure we're all aware of what we have to talk about this week. Um, so we watched Jared mount the board. Oh. Um, they do a downward dog. Uh, yeah. Uh, Simone is wearing a strappy red bikini with, quote, everything hanging out. And she says, am I sure I'm shaved? Uh, then the instructor makes them get into a very, very suggestive position. Jared in, in the moment says, I think she was about this far from my groin, which is like, I think she is. You should know. I don't think Jared knows where his groin is. <laughs> he's heard the word. He's aware that it's like <laughs> bottom half of the body somewhere. Uh, Simone said, it seems pretty stoked. She's like, it's slightly like porn. Um, Jared says, I didn't realize paddleboarding yoga could be so erotic and sexual. Uh, and <laughs> this is what, this is the thing about Jared that I've realized. He says the really obvious thing. He's so literal. Yeah, yeah. absolutely mm. the most literal person on the show. And having that kind of narrator is such a conduit for comedy. Yes. I agree. Because it's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> well, Can like, you imagine saying that? Because watch I it. cannot. Well, I just did. <laughs> uh, and it recorded it, and I'm sending it to all my friends by means of RSS feed and podcasting. I but. feel like maybe Xavier is the Jared of our podcast. No! <laughs> what the hell is that meant to mean? You know, you're, you're saying... You know. I'm very committed. <laughs> Perhaps a little too much, so. Um, my skin's a little better than his, right? It is much better. I've never seen you on an island. It's impossible. To We're on an island. True. Okay. Uh-huh. Cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> I took geography and... Yeah. I didn't. I dropped it as soon as I could. Dropped, uh, dropped it like a fat whale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have this chat after this weird fucking date where they have to try and, like find a conclusion for it they're like wow this has been fun and i really feel like we've broken down some barriers today like great job everyone like we really got to know each other it's so strange like this wasn't a success this was awkward from Mm. start to finish um at this point kira gets a bit more screen time she's wondering why nobody likes her she says i just don't need any more drama meanwhile Michael tells her, I haven't given one rose to a girl that I really wanted to get to know. Now, in case you're not keeping track, Michael has so far given out one rose. <laughs> so it's not, it's I not like not a long that. series of... <laughs> well, it was women's choice, then men's choice, then women's choice, and now it'll be men's choice again. So, Who did he give the rose to last night? Uh, uh, was it Tara? No, 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 no. Michael was bullied, if you recall, from Jake. Into he picks uh, Leah. Yeah, picking Leah. So he was trying to. Jake was trying to bully him into picking Flo. Who did he pick though instead? Leah. Leah. Oh, poor Leah. <laughs> yeah. So Michael, he's like, oh, I'm just. I don't feel like I have a connection with anyone. I'm not vibing with anyone. But it's also, also the show seems to have completely forgotten. He just went on a date with Alora like yesterday. <laughs> mm. 
And, like, it seemed to be going all right. They made a decision that they would keep seeing each other and stuff. It's not for lack of opportunity. Yeah, exactly. But, anyway, he points out that he's never had that much time with Lisa, um, kind of out of the blue, who has seemed pretty secure with Luke since the beginning. And I don't know about you guys, I haven't noticed Michael giving Lisa any attention at all. Uh, Well, I think that's the uh, conundrum of this whole episode, right? Yeah. In that uh, Michael has felt so obligated by whatever uh, fallacy of a bro code that he believes to exist on this reality TV show that he just hasn't fucked with Lisa, Lisa, like, trying to do anything there because Mm. he feels like that is Luke's, uh, to put words in his mouth, property. I can feel the producer's fingerprints all over this conflict that that arises. Um, it feels to me like somebody has been in Michael's ear saying that he needs to make a move, particularly if he wants to stay in the competition because he doesn't necessarily have like a locked-in relationship right now, but also like just be more interesting. Mm. And I think he is making a play um, rather than necessarily like investing in a romantic future. Um, and I think also Luke and Lisa may have been told like, Hey, just so you know, we haven't had that much usable stuff with you guys yet. Like, if you feel like doing something, uh, we would welcome that with open arms, you know? Do you think that they were playing on vibes that they got from Michael for Lisa already? Or that was purely just invented? Like, I really have no idea. I didn't observe anything. Yeah. Um, it could be if we went back and rewatched, there'd be some hint. But more likely to me... If there was anything, we didn't get shown it. It's actually impossible to go back and rewatch because they haven't got the first like two episodes of Bachelor in Paradise on Ten Play anymore. Wait, really? Yeah, too many expired? episodes. They don't. They they removed them. Mm. Well, that's dumb. Isn't that weird? Well, yeah. it's a good thing there's a backlog of great podcasts where we tell everyone <laughs> everything in explicit detail. So any viewers out there, I need to pay. Okay, that's what we tell the viewers. That's right. <laughs> Have fun. Max, do you need to pee? No, I don't need to pee at all. Let's continue talking. Hey, me neither. Great job, us. Yeah, well done. Bladder boys, that's what they'll call us. Well, yeah. I'm climbing Jacob's bladder. <laughs> do you think that um, anyone ah! will run away and... <laughs> Kelly just burst into the room. <laughs> Eden starts chatting with Elora. He assures us in an In The Moment interview that it's nothing too serious, just a chat... But he also tells us about Elora's quote, exotic look, and, quote, a bit of milk. Mi- oh, I nearly said a bit of milk. I was thinking about Max. <laughs> <laughs> he says she's got a bit of meat, which I actually like. Okay, dude. What I hate, did is that the direct quote? Yeah, it is. I actually like. That's like, yeah. you would think that I wouldn't like that, yeah. but I it's like actually that, like it. Like the meme of the moment from a little while ago, that I love my curvy wife thing. Mm-hmm. And that guy so courageously went on mm-hmm. uh, Instagram with a picture of his uh, wife and was like, oh, this curvy woman, most people wouldn't accept her, but I'm good enough to... And I, I'm thinking like, yeah, I whatever, big deal. I also love my curvy wife. Because <laughs> she can be like anything. I love my... No, I don't. <laughs> You're putting the mic down. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> oh, what is this? Jared and Kirit all over again? <laughs> <laughs> the dog's acting weird. What did you say, Max? 
I asked whether it was Jared and Kira all over again. I don't know what you want. On again, <laughs> off again, in the room, <laughs> out of the room. On the couch, on the floor. Dinner. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jared and Simone stop at a picnic table for some brightly coloured cocktails. And Jared Wait, we're has still a co- on this date? Yeah, it's still going. <laughs> the surfboard. Um, uh, Jared has a cocktail umbrella behind his ear in some shots, but it's missing from others, which I found very distracting. I didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Simone talks about how she wants someone who can relax and have fun with her because she's a big kid at heart. Uh, Jared says, things sort of seem to happen for a reason in this place. And Simone says, and what an amazing place to meet someone. And Jared says, yes. <laughs> what is this banter that got written for them? They're reading it off palm cards or something. Um, but she clearly does think that he's cute. She laughs a lot at his jokes, and, uh, you know, eventually they do share a kiss. Jared continues to talk about Kira, though, in his In the Moment. Um, he says, My mind is completely in the moment, and I'm not thinking about Kira. <laughs> checks out. <laughs> yeah, checks out. Um,. Osher enters to tell the group it's rose ceremony night and it's Guy's choice. And we cut straight to the cocktail party and everybody cowers a little in fear as Kira shows up fashionably late. I think maybe they're expecting another meltdown like we had last time. Jared recounts his date with Simone to a few people saying, quote, so the whole thing was really very erotic and very sexual. <laughs> <laughs> like just in casual conversation to like five people. He's like, I've actually had quite the erotic day. <laughs> and um, yeah, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. I think I'm going to start describing my days like that. <laughs> Kelly, I haven't seen you for a while. How have you been? Yeah, I've been really erotic and sexual, actually. <laughs> oh, sounds good. <laughs> Tell me all about it. Um, I actually have been describing myself as fragile, um, Kelly. That's <laughs> <laughs> cute. It's good, isn't it? It is really good. You're welcome. I have been, like, I've been giving you credit. Don't worry. <laughs> I've been crediting my source. It's not like when we were out to dinner the other night and I had a joke ruthlessly stolen from me. Oh, <gasps> no. What happened? What did I do? Not you. Oh, yes. No, that was... (laughs) 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 A big shout into my heart. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, Max dropped a um, joke at the dinner table, but the restaurant we were in... Oh, did he drop? Should he just bend down and... (laughs) (laughs) So we were at Golden Lotus uh, in Newtown. Our sponsors. A vegan Vietnamese restaurant. And it was really loud because it's very popular and it was really hard to hear everything. But Max and I were next to each other. So I could hear everything that Max said. And Max, I can't remember the joke, but you said it really loudly. Oh, I know what it was. It was, um, it was about how soys will be soys. Oh, yeah. Soy, <laughs> soy will be soy. <laughs> oh, boy. And then um, uh, only Georgia, Mac, and me heard it. Wait, what is that on the floor? <laughs> Uh, so Georgia retold the joke <laughs> and everyone oh. at the table laughed. Wow. On blast. <laughs> so good. It was so good. Camp Cope beef. <laughs> <laughs> no, soy. Camp Cope soy. Oh, I made a mistake. Sorry. <laughs> you did say beef. vegan restaurant. Yeah. Mock beef. Mm-hmm. Kira wants to see if Michael will give her a rose, but he seems intent on giving it to Lisa all of a sudden saying, quote, I want to dial it up a bit. 
Now that to me seems like someone was like, hey, you should dial it up a bit. It doesn't seem like the kind of way you would frame this decision <laughs> that's if it true. was your idea. Yeah, it's that's not the kind of decision where it's like, I want to, I really want to invest in this thing that I believe in. It's, no. I want to continue to stay on the island and be on television because yeah. someone has told me that I'm doing a poor job of that. I think so, yeah. Mm. Kira is not on board, though. She says, quote, trust me with these processes. And I think processes is a word that they use to skirt around saying on a reality TV show or something that's really fourth wall breaking like that. I think they're still reluctant to do that. Um, but you hear the term process, like, oh, since the start of this process, like you hear that all the time. That's true. Um, but she says, you won't, you don't want to regret your decision. Trust me. And I'm like, I wonder what she means by that exactly. Yeah. Like, she's like, trust me. Like I would know, I guess maybe she's upset with the way that she was portrayed previously. Cause she was like the quote unquote villain of her yeah, season. Maybe it was a warning to him. Like they might edit you to look like the villain if yeah. you're doing something to appease them. Or, you know, you're doing something a bit risky. That could be interpreted as that. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about it like that. I I do think she's still getting some, like, villain edit, at least some traits of that um, this time around. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe they're just still trying and she has learned, but they can still apply that to her. Mm -hmm. Mm. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Lisa says in In the Moment she is 100% invested in Luke. Megan explains that Lisa is 100% safe tonight. They're a perfect couple. Everyone thinks so. We have no reason to doubt this. And you can just turn off the TV now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also, Megan asks the two of them point blank what they would do if somebody else who was really interesting joined the group. And I think this, like, plants the initial seeds of doubt in their minds. And I almost can't believe that Megan came up with this question on her own. No way. I, f- I feel mm. like this is a, a real plant, like, whether or not it's to break their relationship up or anything like that, but definitely to cause some tension and have something to talk about at this cocktail party. Definitely. Um, it's really suspicious timing, um, if you ask me. And Luke says, kind, it seems like he volunteers it out of nowhere in, in response to this. He's like, well, for me, anyone who walks through the door, we should get to know them. And Lisa is immediately pretty pissed off you that dumbass. Luke... dumbass. Why would he do that? Yeah, I, it's weird. I don't know, and 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 I have a lot of questions about it because, like, he he, I, I can't picture someone being that dumb to just answer that question like that with the partner right next to them. Like, he didn't even realize what he did as well. He yeah. acted as though this mm. whole thing came up, and he didn't even really particularly say anything. But it's like you like had a grenade in your hand, and like you pulled the pin, and then you were like, "Whoa, mm. <laughs> yeah, what happened? <sighs> what happened yeah. there? With yeah. this grenade?" <laughs> Well, Megan, I guess maybe realizing the consequences of this thing that she got told to say, uh, feels awkward and clears the room immediately. She's like, anyway, I gotta go. Um, And then, yeah, suddenly we're dealing with some Luke and Lisa drama that like sprung up out of nowhere. And it is frustrating to me because we have been given no reason to invest anything in their relationship. Like... They've just been steady and out of frame the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I'm bored. You're yawning. I'm sorry. No, you're <laughs> you right. No, I hate the recaps. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Lisa feels like she's now been given permission to talk to other people, which is convenient because Michael has chosen now to cut in and take Lisa away. And all of a sudden they have this handshake that we've never seen before. Yeah. Oh. The weirdest thing. So, yeah. Um, 
Well, also, Luke has this really telling line where he said, like, almost to camera, like, deadpan, no irony. He says, it's funny how shit just blows up over nothing. It's like, are you thinking about what what, <laughs> what are mechanisms about? might be? Like, you know, like, it's clearly not over nothing. It's definitely, like, producers pulling strings. Strings have been um, pulled. And, in fact, your he... strings, Luke, have been pulled. Yeah. Yeah. Is he that dumb? I wonder if he's dumb. I wouldn't have thought that he was up until this episode, but, like, just this big gaff, like... And, like, it starts to put everything else into perspective, like, him on the season of The Bachelor. He didn't really ever say anything of note. He didn't really ever do anything. Mm. He kind of just let things happen around and to him. It's interesting, because Sophie Monk was like, she's really hot. Like, sorry, rather, he's really, really hot. And Mm. that's why she wanted to take him on a date, and they went on that date. Seemed to go really well. And then all of a sudden, he was out of there a few episodes later for no justifiable yeah. reason. Maybe yeah. there just wasn't a ton between the ears. What? Maybe there wasn't a ton between his ears. Oh, I thought you said there wasn't a ton <laughs> between <laughs> his ears. <laughs> oh, no. There wasn't a ton <laughs> between his ears. I've got a few. <laughs> <laughs> Floating around in there. Um, Michael and Lisa have a chat where Lisa says, maybe you should have said something at the beginning. But then also says, if you know what you want, just go for it. So Michael takes this green light. He tells her, if everyone was single, I would give you a rose 100%. And they seem to have come to an agreement. And they perform this weird secret handshake. That When did this happen? We've never seen them rehearse this. But it's like fully like, I don't know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air had a handshake like this, I think. Mm. Like, it's very involved. Mm. It's like Parent Trap. Wait, is it Parent Trap that has it? Yeah, yeah. Parent Trap. <laughs> Get mixed up with Freaky Friday. <laughs> we don't have a handshake. We need to make a handshake, mm. and then we always carry. And then around people can listen to it. A rose in our pocket, and then at the end, you pull out the rose and Aww. hand. That's actually very beautiful. I don't think I've ever been given a rose in my human life. Savvy. <gasps> oh no, maybe Max. Mm? No, I definitely have, have given you a rose. Yeah, I think yeah. you have. That's really sweet. It's beautiful. Sorry, I meant to say I've never received a rose from Kelly Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> when, I was, when I was 13, um, I received a black rose on wow. Valentine's Day because I was... Because you were a scene kid? I was a little bit of a scene kid and the oh. boy giving it to me was also a bit of a Benji scene Madden. kid. No, Lachlan <laughs> Hamilton, if you're listening, thank you. Oh, there's a million <laughs> things he hasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait. Um, so Eden confers with the boys... Uh, about his issue with Nina. Um, She's not showing him the kind of affection that he's looking for. Grant, again, inserting himself into another situation, suggests Eden talk to Nina about the issue. So we cut to the two of them on a batchy couch. Eden tries to approach the topic sort of delicately. He says, I have some, not concerns, but some questions, and I sort of need some clarification. And he basically asks what her feelings are about their level of intimacy. Uh, because he wants to kiss her. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. There's kissing going on on the show. It's Fuck Island. It's Fuck Island. Yeah. Mm. People forget, but it's right there in the title. <laughs> <laughs> um, she says, my views haven't changed and they're not going to. We've literally known each other for 10 days. Um, and then it gets a bit yucky because he says, I have certain needs. He's sort of pushing the issue a little more. She says, I don't want to feel pressured to do something that I don't want to do. Um Eden continues making things much worse by asking, do you ever feel like with some things that you may do, it might come across a little bit self-centered? 
And yeah, I, I, maybe we should talk about this. We should. Uh, because there are two sides to this issue, and I feel like both of them have a right to say what they're saying, although neither of them are really articulating it in the best way. Yeah. Mm. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding going between both of them. Like, I feel like maybe it did come across as sounding gross, Eden saying that he had needs, but I don't think he actually meant, like, sexual needs. I think he meant needs of, like, what he needs from a relationship is to feel, like, affection and that desired and... Yeah, love language. Love language. Yeah. Let's well. Can we talk a little bit about love languages? Yes. Let's do it. Prepare any research? I didn't, I didn't prepare any research, but I can get it up. <laughs> 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 it was right um, there. Okay. Yeah, Nina. Nina's like, I'm not selfish. Just because we're not sleeping in each other's rooms and we're not about to fuck each other, can't you just trust what we? Did have? she say fuck? Well, it was bleeped, but yes. Ooh. Um, she might have said like stup or something. <laughs> Boink. <laughs> I feel like she said jump. Bones at one she point. also said jump bones. Yeah, that didn't get bleeped. Yeah, it's a complicated sort of issue because I feel like Nina is entitled to, and I, and I can understand where Nina's coming from as well because l- last when when she was on Bachelor, the main thing that she's sort of remembered for is setting the Guinness World Record for the world's longest kiss. And in my opinion, I'm viewing this as her trying to take that back and not become known as just like this real kiss happy sort of. Uh, you know, the kiss girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like to try and have a bit more control of her um, reputation or whatever. Um, so I can see where she's coming from, but then also people in relationships and even not in relationships and in scenarios like this have different ways of communicating and also different needs for different kinds of intimacy, romance. And yes. I've got this now. Yeah. Okay. So love languages can mean uh, how you connect with a loved one and feel fulfillment from that connection. Mm. Um, So there's different types, which I'm just getting up now. There's five. I think it was originally a book, Um, but there's lots of information online. (laughs) Xavier gave me this phone and it's really slow. Should I look? Yeah. I've got a laptop here. I think. Okay. The five love languages. Here, are we ready? Thank you. My phone's still loading. French, Italian. Okay. Um, so, uh, according to the ancient Greeks, that's not what we want. Um, the five love languages. Wait, the ancient Greeks have a website? (laughs) Okay, so the five love languages are receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. What are your love languages? Mine, definitely, are, um, acts of service. And mm-hmm. probably also uh, like physical touch, acts of service uh, in the sense that you, I can see that you care about me in the way that you act towards me. You know, not that you're doing something for me, but that you considered me as a mm-hmm. part of what you were going about. That is a real thing for me. And the other thing yeah. is physical yeah. touch. I think that acts of service have something to do with like promises as well. So it's like you're not just talking the talk; you're also like walking the walk Absolutely. like you follow up what you say with actual like things and how you you know act in your everyday life and the relationship mm-hmm. what are yours Xavier? um that's tough um i think words of affirmation is very big mm-hmm. uh and yeah i don't know i mean like everyone's got a mixture of all of them right yeah um everyone's supposed to have a primary and a secondary so if I'm, right. I'm to say my primary would be acts of devotion and my secondary would be physical touch. 
I think receiving gifts is a really interesting one because it's obviously not just like I bought you a jewelry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like what does that extend out to mean? Because I feel like that might be. This doesn't necessarily mean the person is materialistic, but a meaningful or thoughtful present it was makes them feel appreciated. So it's like not so much receiving something um, just to get something as that they had thought about you Mm. and then just like got you something that Mm. they know that you could use or things like that. And I think it also is um, gifts of dates and things like that yeah absolutely i would i to be honest with you xavier i reckon that is a love language of yours like even in the way if you think about last year you bought me a uh pin that was of the dog from uh rachel from the u.s bachelorette that i have on my jacket you know like and like yeah very cute and the way that you i mean maybe yeah maybe it's not so much receiving gifts as like maybe i well, that's not true, though, because I don't have a very high income at the moment. Well, it's true, but, like, the way that you give out your love is reflective of the way that you get it back, right? Like, or the way mm-hmm. that you like to receive it. Um, mm-hmm. So, you yeah. are someone who, are, you're quite generous, and you also are big on, like, you're a very complimentary person. So, it stands to reason that words of affirmation and gifts are two mm. things that are your love language. And I hate physical touch. Yeah, you get don't away like from me. being touched at all. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. Well, I think my main one is words of affirmation. I'm mm. big on that. I need to be told that I'm appreciated. I need it. Like, I'm not happy just kind of spending time with someone. Like, I need to be told that they value that time. Yeah. Mm. And I need to know how they feel about me and things like that. Because I'm very much the same. Um, like, I would tell someone that I appreciate them. So I like yeah. to hear that back. Um, and I like, I can relate to Nina in this part because I, I would say that my lowest love language or what would you, the least, uh, my less fluent, <laughs> I'm not fluent yeah. uh, in like physical touch. Like to me, that's mm. not um, my most, you know, I'm not thinking about that the most in a relationship, how I communicate myself. And I think, I think, that's what the misunderstanding is. If if um, Nina could have said that her value isn't through physical touch, mm. it's through words of affirmation sure. or spending quality time with one another, which I think is hers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Eden's is obviously he needs physical touch. And yeah. I think that's what he meant when he was talking about needs. I agree yeah. with that. He needs that reassurance physically that you're interested. He needs to feel desired in that mm. way. And I'm not sure and that she does desire him. And that's where I think the... Uh, the break in the synapses occurs because she clearly wants to fuck Daniel. Well, the thing is with that is that Daniel said to her, like she was talking about respecting her boundaries, respecting, you know, all these sorts of things as respecting her, her choices or Mm. her life choices. Or Mm. I can't remember exactly what she said, but Mm. Daniel last episode Oh, two episodes ago, he said, "I want to take, I want to take that white dress off and fuck you or something." Yeah. And to me, that's not respecting her boundaries at all, especially if she doesn't want to even kiss someone. Like mm. coming onto her and making those sexual advances, um, they don't feel like she should be into that. But then she talks about desiring Daniel. Yeah, it's yeah. an odd one because it, yeah, later in the episode, she is saying, "Oh, I can't wait to connect with him on the outside. I wish he was here. Yeah. I wish so badly that he was here." And yeah, so like. Oh, that's really unfortunate. Well, um, Eden and Nina, you know, they, they finish up this chat. She says, I love every moment I spend with you and I love getting to know you. So I don't question what we have. Positive affirmations. 
Do you know what I just realized as well? What's that? I totally, uh, words of affirmation about how I needed positive reviews about myself on the podcast. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, so guys, if you have any respect for Kelly's love languages at all, and mine, I should say. Um, Eden says, you know that you're my girl. And he says, I appreciate this chat. It's helped me. I'm going to think about a few things. Let's hug it out. I don't think this la- lands very well to me. I think he's like playing his cards co- close to the chest because maybe he's made up his mind that he's going to ditch her. Mm. Or maybe he's just, again, like sort of dodging the responsibility. Or maybe like just because I, I like to think the best of Eden. Mm. Um, I think maybe he's just processing that he's kind of it's just like penny drop moment that he's realized that maybe either she's not that into him or they're not going to be a couple that can work because of what they both want in a relationship is different yeah and i feel like maybe he had to go away and process that before he made his decision Mm. yeah but maybe i'm biased no i believe that Mm. um and it is unfortunate um but yeah, it's time for the rose ceremony, and um, and and this has been teased repeatedly as the most dramatic rose ceremony in Bachelor history, which is something they like to say <laughs> fairly often. It was pretty like I was telling you. Uh, I think I told both of you when I saw you this week about how I grabbed. I was lying in bed watching it on my laptop, and I physically reached out and had to hold <laughs> on to yeah. my laptop when uh, when the rose ceremony was going down. It did leave me shocked. It was fairly shocking. I think like just. You know, uh, uh, compared with other ones, there mm. were more there were more incidents. Yeah. Um, although I did find it, I still find this episode kind of unsatisfying because of the editing choices and because like some of the drama feels pretty manufactured. Um, but anyway, it starts with Osha, so already <laughs> off to a great start. Mm. He says, "Gentlemen, tonight once again, the power is yours." And then they all start singing in unison, we're the planeteers. You can be one too, because saving our planet is the thing to do. Eden goes first. And with an incredibly solemn face, he says, I believe in being open and honest. And I've had time to take a hard look at what I want and be really honest with myself. And this is the hardest rose that I've had to give. Again, out of two roses. (laughs) But tonight... I'm going to have to give my rose to Elora. Uh, I I was shocked. I was pretty shocked. Yeah. Uh, I wanted it to happen, though. Me too. This? I was like, yeah, I wanted him to pick Elora. Well, mm. After that conversation with Nina, I was like, this is going to be bad. Yeah. It's like either the, it's just not going to work or mm. we'll have a long period of them trying to make it work. And it's just, I'm not that. And just that. I'm not that invested because we haven't spent any time following their relationship. I'm saying this again. I think it's important that people shouldn't be. I think people have been calling it on the internet prude shamed or the reverse slut shame. Mm. I think it's important that that's part of the conversation because, uh, I mean, like, even in these situations, uh, like Lorena, they should be able to say, no, I'm not playing the game like I'm not playing the game like that just because that's how everyone else plays it. Yeah. I think that's important, and but I don't think that's what that conversation was. Mm. And I was really worried if Eden had picked Nina that it would continue to be this, uh, he's pressuring, pressuring me into do something that I don't yeah. want to do, and that's a really uncomfortable territory. And yeah. I was glad that it ended a bit strange, but it was over, and we're probably not going to have to um, experience that again, yeah, hopefully. I agree. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was I was glad that um, he picked Alora. There have been some, and we don't need to talk about it too much, but there's been some like really horrible bullying of Nina yeah. this week. 
And like this happens every season where, you know, someone's made out in in a not too favorable light or whatever on TV or even if they're portrayed super favorably. Mm. And it does kind of come with the territory. I guess some people could fall back on that defense, but also like let's chill out on the internet everybody. Mm. You know? Mm. If you've got an opinion, put it in a podcast. Yes, there exactly. it is. Yeah, except don't we don't want any competition. <laughs> <laughs> don't release the podcast. Just record it, stash it away, put it on a CDR. <laughs> no one will ever fucking listen to it. If you've got an opinion, come on our podcast and hey, let us know. We would love to talk to you about it. But only if you're a high profile celeb who can get us more reach and get us up those charts. Wow. <laughs> Well, All right. We can't just have an open door policy for every single <laughs> Yahoo who's <laughs> yeah. walking off the street. Okay. You know how we got subscribers last week? They've all just walked out <laughs> the door because you called them Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo. I'm a Jeeves guy. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so Grant picks Ali. If you've got an opinion, leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's what we want. We'll read them out on next week's podcast. <laughs> Should I read out some reviews this time? I think save it for next podcast and we'll go through all the reviews. If you want to be included in that, blow us up. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Blow us up? Like, blow up our... (laughs) You know what I mean. You know what we mean. Come to our house with explosives. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Grant picks Ali. Sam picks Tara. Jake picks Megan. American Jared picks Leah. These are all pretty unsurprising. Jared picks Simone. And then Michael gets up in front of the group. Like he's at a fucking Oscars ceremony. <laughs> well, yeah. This is, I mean, this is him playing for the Oscar, I think. Like mm. this is, they're submitting this episode to the Academy for review. <laughs> and like, this is the standout moment where he'll get the best actor nod. He says, this is by far the hardest decision I've made to date. Easily. Like in his whole life? Wow. Are you fucking what kidding me? I was like, yeah. And I almost feel like I'd be selling out if I didn't do what I wanted to do. The last couple of rose ceremonies, I've given my rose to girls that I've had a sort of a connection with. Again, one rose. Again, it was one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's such a blur on the island. You know? <laughs> the last 10 days. Hmm. I'm, gonna do, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm aware of repercussions. I get it. I have so much respect for you girls, and I hope you know that. I came here to give roses to girls I want to get to know. Call them women, for fuck's sake. Would it kill you? Yeah. Not birds. Uh, Not females. mm, mm. Not girls. He says, I sold out. I'm not doing that anymore. So for that reason, Lisa. And we all go, (gasps) and the dogs are barking. Arrow's barking. (laughs) I wonder if that's being picked up. Definitely Uh, is. Can you hear it? (laughs) Yes. Without a doubt. It's really, he's gone crazy. Wow. He's lost his mind. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are we going to keep the dog barking? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's on brand with it me. It is. It's uh-huh. on brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are probably wondering where they've been this whole time. <laughs> Sam in voiceover says, quote, whatever bro code there was, not only has it been stopped, it's been absolutely decimated. Oh, God. <laughs> so weirdly evocative, but of, of nothing. I'm pro decimating the bro code. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then Michael begins to cry, and he ducks out of the room, and it's very dramatic. The active camera is pulled off its tripod, 
and we pan past Osha as another camera operator walks through the shot. Oh, it's so unpredictable, this mm. show. We can't even get our own mm. fucking crew out of the picture. Like, they would have so many cameras. Yeah, Why? but they managed to be camera-free the rest of the time, or at least on regular Bachelor and Bachelorette. They mm. b- barely ever do this. Yeah. It seems like a stylistic choice to me. Uh, somebody walks the camera outside, so we get this shaky footage, it's out of focus, and we see Jared consoling Michael, who sobs, Oh, I'm a dog, mate. I've fucking <laughs> dogged my mate. <laughs> do we want to do line readings of this? I feel like I didn't quite hit it. Do you want, Kelly, do you want to give us a line reading? Oh, I'm a dog, mate. I've fucking dogged my mate. Okay, and uh, I'm going to really try and get into character here. This, this is, is kind of Oscar, whimpering. By the way. Yeah. yeah. The Oscar that... Uh, Michael, obviously, is a leading contender at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a dog, mate. I'm, I'm a fucking dog, my mate. <laughs> That's probably the most accurate. That's Ca- I kind of want another crack at it now. Is that all right? Oh, I'm a dog, mate. I'm fucking dog to me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's kind of sort of my read on it. I don't know. Uh, Jared gives him a little space, and he dries his eyes and rejoins the group. Uh, then Luke picks Kira. I thought that this was a really beautiful moment of platonic yeah, relationship. I agree. He says everybody deserves a second chance. He gives her a hug. He yeah. wipes her tears, and then it, it, I. I really enjoyed that moment. It was nice. Because yeah. yeah. they, they've they both been there from pretty much the beginning and they would have developed some sort of like friendship. And I, I don't think we've ever, we've seen a lot of friendships on screen. Yeah. So it was really nice to catch a glimpse of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is funny that he says everybody deserves a second chance except Nina, <laughs> who doesn't get a rose and goes home. <laughs> <laughs> um and Kira's had a lot of chances. So many. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> She's had a bunch. Um, yeah, it's a little rough on Nina, I guess. Uh, like, just after all that, you know? Like, after everything that's happened. Mm. Um, but Eden approaches her for a hug, and she says, No, I don't have anything to say to you. <gasps> and she's maybe even more salty in her exit interview. She says, I'm super pissed off, and I think at the end of the day, that this just proves the kind of guy Eden is. If you're not going to put out, he's sending you home. Which I think is, you know, it's a, there was a misunderstanding and, yeah. like, um, she's given the opportunity to have the last line on this, but I don't necessarily think that Eden was just trying to root. Like, it seemed like there was a bit more going on than that, but they never had the chance. Or but we don't know as well. Maybe we he was. We also don't know. Yeah. Uh, he could have been really putting pressure on. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. From what I saw, though. Or at least the way that it's been edited, it doesn't appear that Eden is a, um, a mad rooter. No. No. But we're going to have to have him on the podcast to find out for mm, sure. It's true. Both of them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting together on the couch with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the end of that episode, which means we've got, <laughs> from the time of recording, like 25 hours till it's on again. <laughs> oh, is there an episode tonight? No, tomorrow. tomorrow. Mm. What day is it today? Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Mm. Um, so we see a little flash of next time. Apollo is finally going to arrive. We've been waiting for a long time. We see him being fought over by both Elora and Simone. Um, Isn't Eden glad that he made that decision? I, I predict that Eden probably will go home soon. I think so. 
it'd be a tough spot to bounce back from. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the girls might be unhappy with him. Mm. And then Laura doesn't seem to be too interested in him. And I, I just can't see him with anyone else. Yeah, not too interested. And Laura also doesn't have, uh, as it appears, uh, a ton of female friendships. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I feel like the girls might be mad that Eden chose someone that they arguably like less than their friend who has yeah. been there the whole mm. time. True. Mm. All right. We should probably wrap up. I feel like this episode's been long again. Oh, dear. It just keeps happening. Just fix it and add it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, the, the problem is there's too much of this bloody show. <laughs> love it, though. Absolutely love it. And and thank you again. I know we, we've talked about it already a little bit more uh, uh, beforehand, but um, we, we actually did come here to make friends, and it's really cool that that's sort of starting to happen a little bit more this season. Um, if you get a chance or just take a chance on me, take a chance, take a chance, <laughs> take a chick a chance, chance. Um, what was I talking about? What oh. do you do with the chance? <laughs> Come find us on social media. It's always a party at BOH. <laughs> always search for Bachelor of Hearts. Track us down on iTunes. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell us who you'd fuck. All that good stuff. We love you no, so no, much. No, no, Thank no, no, no. Which, not which of the characters on the show. Who would you fuck it from the Nintendo universe? Oh, from the Nintendo stable of characters. Yeah. yeah. And you can go as deep as you want because we'll Google and find out. Like if it's someone we don't recognize, like... You know, we do our research on this show. Someone came up to me at the show last night and told me that they would fuck Koopa Trooper. Oh, that's an interesting Wild one. Wild choice. Yeah. Wasn't there justification uh, that Koopa responsible? Trooper, well, he'd be he'd be like gentle and responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Which to me, like, I didn't say this at the time, and now I feel bad that I'm just rebutting them on air. <laughs> <laughs> listen and be like, oh, fuck you. But Mario touched Koopa Trooper. He die. Maybe they don't like Mario. Ah. Kill Mario. So it's getting yeah. your kill Mario, fuck Bowser thing out of the way in one choice. Mm-hmm. Two turds with one scone. I don't know what I'm talking about. What? What? Um, uh, never mind. Hey, thanks for listening. <laughs> That's okay. And thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, I meant you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks everyone for listening. And thank you uh, for, what do we, how do we finish it? <laughs> and I wish you all the very best. The Goodbye. Very best. See you next week. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.